Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Shanghai Nation. Welcome to the show here on another Friday afternoon. Happy Good Friday to everyone. Real fast, if you're looking for some wrestling out there, we got a little bit going on tonight. WCWO at the Outlaw Arena in Indianapolis. SSWW in Las Vegas, Nevada. FGW in Hamilton, Ohio. Tomorrow night, USA Championship Wrestling in Jackson, Tennessee, featuring Doug Gilbert and Jerry Lawler. Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana. TRSW in Paris, Texas. BCW in Guthrie, Texas. Actually, Guthrie, Oklahoma, my mistake. Renegade Wrestling in Bellevue, Texas. And AWA in Theodore, Alabama. Now, today we have a special treat for you. We have the members of Anarchy, Inc. They are Jason Chaos, Carnage, and their manager, Lizzie Kane. I want to thank both of you gentlemen and uh, Miss Lizzie for joining us here today. We definitely appreciate it. Oh, no, thank you for having us, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, we really do appreciate you doing the show. Well, since it is the three of yours first time with us, we're going to start you out with the traditional first-timer question. Uh, let's start with Carnage. What led to you getting into the business of pro wrestling? Well, I'll tell you, man, I, uh, Dusty Rhodes is my idol uh, growing up, and uh, I wanted to uh, get in there and uh, kind of be like him. And just uh, So he was kind of like my idol getting into business. I've been in the business now 27 years. I've wrestled all over the East Coast. I've been on TV. I've had podcasts, uh, TV shows, you name it. I've done it in the business um, and, um, I tell you, man, it's just, uh, it's just been a great feeling. And uh, if anybody needs to look for me, you can find me anywhere. Just Google bad boy carnage. It's just that simple. And you'll be able to find me nice and easy. Now, Jason chaos. What about you? What led to you getting into pro wrestling? Well, when I was real little, I had a lot of asthma and a lot of health issues, and I, it was about 85, and I was watching Saturday Night's Main Event with my Grandpa West, and I saw Hulk Hogan and Macho Man on it, and just kind of just the electricity. It was actually the day that the Mega Powers bro- started breaking up, and it just kind of electrified me into wanting to do the business, and then I got to meet Harley Race. Uh, he was a friend of the family and just got into it from there. So Harley Race was a friend of your family? He was, yes. That's yes, not a bad him, person to know in the wrestling industry. Yeah, I knew him and his wife, BJ, very well. So. All right. And the newest member of the 
group is Lizzie Kane. Lizzie, can you tell us what led to you getting into the pro wrestling industry? Well, you know, I just kind of, like, grew up with it. My dad was a wrestler, so I just kind of got into it at, like, a really young age. Like, going to live shows and things of that nature. Now, my understanding is that Anarchy Inc. has been around for a while, but uh, Jason Chaos and Lizzie are new to the team. Carnage, you kind of started out the team with other people before. Can you tell us what led to forming Anarchy Inc. and why you were looking for new people to be part of it? Well, I'll tell you what, man. I, I started Anarchy Inc. back in uh, 1995, and my original partner was a guy named Riot. And uh, we uh, we had the uh, manager, uh, Lady Anarchy, uh, was our manager at the time. She was also a pro wrestler herself. And uh, the three of us just ran roughshod all over the East Coast, winning titles after title. Um, and then my partner, Riot, eventually retired from the business uh, me and Lady Anarchy continued uh, to stay together. She managed me throughout their, my career for a while, winning more titles, uh, becoming multiple heavyweight champion. And then uh, we, we went back to trying to do some more tag team stuff. I had uh, two more partners after that. I had a gentleman named Sinister, uh, who was about 400 pounds, uh, an absolute monster. Uh, again, I, I, I won more tag team titles every time. And then after that, I had another partner, 500-pound, uh, Mr. Big Stuff out of Virginia, a, another great competitor. And, and, again, just title after title, my man. And then, and then after about 2000, I ended up breaking up, uh, doing a tag team thing, went out on my own. Um, and we started, uh, me and Lady Anarchy started doing TV for NACW, uh, which was on uh, local cable TV in 13 states and overseas. Uh, for about four years, we did that. I was a two-time heavyweight champion, uh, wrestling such stars as the Iron Sheik, uh, Abdullah the Butcher, the Mass Superstar, Tony Atlas. The list goes on and on of the of the stars that I beat uh, for that title. And then uh, I went back to tag team for a little while in Ohio uh, with a guy named Larry Lavender. Uh, again, we won the uh, Underground Tag Team Championship. So, uh, you know, either way, either singles or tag team, Nothing but gold follows me wherever I go, man. And so I decided this year I wanted uh, to try tag team again. I got a hold of Jason, and uh, we, we kind of talked about it. We partnered up. Lizzie is a good friend of mine. Uh, she's been with me on, on a lot of road shows and things like that. I am kind of helped guide her career a little bit. And so I brought her into the mix. She's a, she's a wrestler herself. And so I decided, hey, why don't you try your hand at managing and valeting for us? We need somebody good in our corner. She agreed. Anarchy Inc. has formed again in 2021. And I'll tell you what, man, I'm looking for nothing but more gold with these two. Jason Tails, being the newer person to the team, when you have a chance to team with a guy like Carnage that has been around for so many years, has done so many things, and has been in the ring with a laundry list of legends. What has that been like 
for showing at your experience level to be able to have him as a tag team partner and someone you can kind of learn the business from as you go with some on-the-work experience? To me, it's great. I mean, I've been in the business on and off for 21 years myself. This will be my 21st year in the business. So it's just good to actually find someone basically to destroy every tag team division uh, we come against. You know, every federation we're going to go to, we're going to have all the gold. That's just, I mean, that's not like me talking. That's not me, you know, bragging. That's just going to be a fact. I mean, we're going to be an unstoppable. I expect at least one of us to have a heavyweight title. Us to have the tag team titles, Lizzie to have the women's title, you know, before it's said and done. I mean, I recently just moved into a new house. I have this for a bedroom, so, you know, I need to fill it up with belts. So, I mean, that's what my plan is going to be, is just to dominate, destroy, and cause as much uh, carnage and chaos as we can. I see what you did there with the causing (laughs) carnage. Now, I would... (laughs) Love to see a belt room in some wrestler's house where it's nothing but championship belts. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, I mean, it, of course, it has to be the royal purple because I am the Messiah of Mayhem, so, you know, I have to have the color royalty. But, I mean, so far I've got one wall filled with belts, so, you know, I have three more walls to, you know, to fill up before I'm done. So, You guys are just lucky that purple is my color, too. Yeah, of course. Now, so we, we don't discriminate. We, we don't care what color the titles are. They're, they're going to be ours. And, uh, you know, with all the experience that we both have and with Lizzie being new uh, to the business and to managing, we're going to train her right. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to be unstoppable once we get rolling because, uh, you know, I just uh, I just feel good about this team. I just feel good about um, success and um, you know it just kind of follows wherever Anarchy Inc goes and uh, you know again like Jason said you know I don't see nothing but but gold and destruction in our path from here on going forward. Lizzie, as someone that's new to the business, do you think that you're going to have an easier time adapting, learning, being in there with? Uh, Anarchy Inc. than you would be if you were managing anyone else in the business or uh, just wrestling on your own at this point in your career? I have no doubt that I am going to do a lot better with Carnage as my mentor, and I am sure Jason is just as good as well. Let me me explain a little bit about Lizzie. She is very... She's a woman of very few words. She she takes all her action in the ring, and uh, she, again, under our wing, she's going to be probably one of the best valets and managers going today uh, because we're going to groom her properly. She's, gonna, she's uh, already got the mindset of a champion, and, uh, you know, she's going to end up probably being a champion if we have anything to say about it uh, because when you're, when you're with Carnage and Chaos, is nothing but championship gold, baby. That's all it's all about. And when you surround yourself with champions, I mean, it it rubs off on you, and you're, you know, you're going to be a champion. And like I said, Carnage has so much experience and is guiding her the right way that I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to dominate. Now, in pro wrestling right now, obviously. 
we're in sort of a new era uh, because of the worldwide uh, pandemic, and it affected not only the world at large, it definitely affected wrestling as a entertainment entity and as a sport and as a business. One of the things that a lot of promotions are looking at now is uh, keeping things more sanitary than they have before. Uh, we see a lot of promotions sanitize the mat and the turnbuckles in between matches now. A lot of places are uh, doing a lot more vigilant cleaning of the venues and so forth to try to keep everybody as safe as possible in this era. Carnage, you've been around for the longest amount of time. Do you think that once the pandemic is finally finished and we're moving more towards a normalcy, promoters as a general rule will keep some of those sanitation policies in place, or do you think that things will revert back to where it's kind of a crapshoot on how sanitized the ring actually is? Well, I, I tell you, man, it's kind of hard to determine uh, only because I've wrestled for so many different promotions and every promoter, you know, has their own way of doing things. But I, I honestly do see um, going forward uh, more sanitary uh, as far as, uh, you know, the ring itself and, and things like that, the referee and, and just, just in general, you know, uh, the, the fans coming in. Uh, I tell you, I, I wrestled recently uh, in 2020 in Tennessee, and uh, we, had a, we had a packed house of, of you know, over 100 people. And I think I saw maybe like two people with masks on. I mean, they, it just, um, so, it, you know, as far as that, they're going to have to do a little, bit, a little bit better as far as the fans go. They're going to have to, I think, police that a little bit better. Uh, but I think uh, overall, I think the, for the most part, I think the sanitary, or at least most of it's going to still stay in place even after the pandemic, because, you know, you do have a lot of people, uh, you know, that are still cautious and still hesitant uh, about it. And so, um, so yeah, I think it'll still be there for, for a while at least, but maybe not forever. Um, Jason, chaos, another thing that, has been kind of a sanitation issue in wrestling for quite a while, and it's been hotly debated in the last few years, is uh, blood in wrestling. A lot of people, since we've learned a lot about how bloodborne pathogens are transferred and so forth, have been very adamant that there should not be blood involved in matches. Some people think it's fine as long as there's uh, blood work done and situations for control. Uh, some people are on the fence on it either way. A lot of state commissions have actual rules on the books regarding what you can and cannot do as far as blood and matches. As far as your own personal views, where do you stand on blood as it relates to pro wrestling in 2021? To me, it's going to happen. I mean, sometimes there's not, you know, a way to prevent it. I mean, if you're hit with a hard right, you know, you're busted open the hard way. I mean, it does happen. I mean, you really can't regulate it too much besides making sure that all the blood tests are done and all the precautions for not spreading the disease occurs. 
But, I mean, a lot of the fans go to the death matches. I mean, it's just a fact of life. I know uh, Ian Rotten does, uh, I believe it's IWA in Indiana. I mean, they have their death matches at the Axel Rotten Memorial uh, Arena. I mean, a lot of fans that grew up in the ECW era are used to that type of match. I mean, as long as we have the hardcore style, which will always be around because that's what a lot of the fans like. Uh, we will have blood. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, is it good? Is it bad? You know, I really don't have an opinion on it. I bled on quite a few mats in my career. And, I mean, I've held quite a few hardcore titles. So, I mean, I think it's going to exist, even 2021 and beyond, just because that's a style of wrestling. It's not necessarily the number one most popular, but it is a style that's out there. And I'd, and I'd also like to add that, once we start getting together and start wrestling for promotions, there's going to be some blood because we're, we're taking no prisoners. And so uh, whether they want to or not, somebody's going to get beaten and bloody. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. I mean, the other day I was actually cooking dinner and my wife has never been to one of my like hardcore shows before. And my brother walked by and just started shoving thumbtacks off the wall in my head and I'm cooking a steak on my oven, and I mean, it's just kind of, it's habit, you know, I mean, once you get used to it, and once you're as vicious and devastating as we are, I mean, you know, once I see my opponent's blood, that just makes me want to hurt him more, I mean, that's just a fact of life, you know? Yeah. Uh, Lizzie, you're the newest member of the group, so you would have seen this the least amount, but do you have an opinion when it comes to uh blood and hardcore matches? Is that something that you want to be a part of, or are you going to shy away from that? What do you think uh, your own personal take will be? Oh, did we lose Lizzie? Um. Oh, there we go. I think she's uh, I think she's having a conversation with uh, with her head there, trying to trying to come up with some thoughts. So Sorry, my friends woman. are really really funny. Yeah, well, yeah, you uh, you need to tell one at a time, okay? One at a time, Lizzie. Um, actually, I don't really have an opinion on hardcore matches. I mean, I think. Some of the time they make for some really, really good matches. So I believe sometimes bleeding is necessary. Now, I've been talking with um, you yourself uh, were to get into the action. It could be you that be the one that bleed. Are you prepared for that type of situation? I'm prepared for whatever it takes to make it to the top. Well said. Now, Connie, you traveled a lot of places in your career. What would you say has been the farthest trip that you've made for wrestling? Well, I tell you, man, probably, uh, I would probably say it's, it's coming up. I haven't done it yet, but it's Mississippi, uh, and Tennessee where I've been. Those are, are probably like 13 hour drives one way. 
Um, and so that's that's probably the furthest right now. Now, you know, if things work out and I and I go to Texas, I hear there's some Texas wrestling that might want Anarchy Inc. coming in, then that'll probably be the furthest that I've ever gone uh, as far as west. Uh, I've gone north as far up as, uh, you know, Philly, uh, almost to Canada, as far south as, as Georgia. So, I mean, um, you know, it's just a matter of going west now. Well, we have wrestling here on the West Coast as well, so you you can always swing a little farther west and hit California, Washington, and Oregon. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, man. I love to. uh, Every time I've been to Vegas, man, I've been trying to get some wrestling in Vegas and uh, to no avail. There's usually no shows running when I get out there. So, uh, but I'm hoping one one day it's going to happen. Absolutely, oh. Very wide open there in Las Vegas at the moment. There's a lot of good promotions happening. Hey, Carnage, that's just because they're scared when you come out there, you know. What's that? They know they're not going to be able to roll that, uh, roll those dice just right. So. <laughs> hey, I ain't worrying about rolling the dice. I'm ro- I'm worrying about rolling some heads, man. That's what I'm worried about. Works for me. <laughs> okay. Obviously, you've done the hardcore type of matches, but one of the other styles of wrestling that's gained a lot of popularity in the last few years is Lucha Libre, and we've seen a lot of Lucha-based promotions popping up all over the United States, uh, where just your local independent promotion is Lucha-based, and they have a lot of people trained in the Lucha Libre style. Uh, From North Carolina up here in Washington, there's a lot of lucha groups going. Is the lucha style something that you've done much of in your career? Yeah, I actually lived a year in Monterey, Mexico. I'm I'm looking at me. You may not be able to tell, but I'm actually half Mexican and half Irish. Uh, all my dad's family are from Baja, California, Chihuahua, and Tijuana, that area of Mexico. So yeah, I've done quite a bit of the lucha libre when I was younger. Now, is the Lucha Libre style something that you enjoy, or is it something that you know how to do, but you keep that more in the back pocket? Uh, Getting older, I keep it in my back pocket. I mean, I'm not uh, young enough to do, you know, a lot of the flips anymore, unless if I really, you know, need to pull that out of my back pocket. So I kind of like to keep it hidden, and then every once in a while, I mean, uh, you know, a, a nice little... Tope or Tope Suicido, something will come out of my back pocket when it's needed. Lizzie, as the manager, uh, one of the traditional jobs of a manager was to scout talent and help devise a strategy going into a match. Obviously, your guys have a lot more experience than you do, but have you been working on watching footage and learning how to spot weaknesses and devise strategy and that type of thing? Um, Maybe not so much? Not really. I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still working on it. Nothing wrong with learning your craft at all. 
especially when you have veterans there with you to guide you? Well, at this point in time, my co-host QT Vokes is with us, and I think QT has some questions, so I'm going to pass things right over to him. Oh, okay. Thank you, Sign Guy. Hello, Anarchy, Inc. Hey, what's happening, buddy? Hey, what's going on, uh, QT? Hello. I, 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 hello, Miss Lindsay. I, I'm just here in Washington State. Uh, hey, that's that's, uh, that's Lizzie. That's Lizzie yeah, King. Lizzie. Let's get her. Let's get it. Get it right, Jabroni. It's L I Z Z Y. Oh, okay. Like thin Lizzie. Thin Lizzie. Yeah. Okay. Thin Lizzie. So more like, like Lizzie Borden. Oh, with with the axe. Okay. Oh, okay. Which which she does have and does bring to the ring. So. Oh boy, that's a that's something. Okay, all right. So if you need well, if you need a little off the top, if you need a haircut, you know we can get a hold of Lizzie and have her come do a nice little close shave for you. Oh yeah. Ooh. Wow. Well, I got I have to tell you, I'm losing uh, my hair at a rapid uh, pace. Uh, this this joke is for Lizzie. What do you call a line of rabbits hopping backwards? A receding hairline. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Well, I guess that's a pretty good Easter joke. Uh, uh, I love jokes. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead and tell me your, your favorite childhood joke, uh, Lizzie. What's the one joke right off the top of your head that throws your opponents off? Hmm. Well, she doesn't tell them any jokes, man. She just screams so loud that their ears go go completely deaf, and then that's when we just take over on them because they're just distracted from from that voice of hers because she could just rip through anything. So she's not much yeah, in telling like, jokes. She's more about uh, screaming and, and getting business done. You don't yeah, need so to I tell jokes when you have a scream like I do. That's right, and I guess that's, and I guess that's where the blood would come in because you know if once you get your eardrum ruptured and you're kind of a little out of whack, then you're going to start bleeding, and then we're just going to take over. Much. Wow! Now speaking of people that have ruptured eardrums and injuries to the ear, uh, Jason Chaos, how big was uh, mankind's injury to his ear when he had it ripped off when he was uh, sandwiched between the ropes? Remember when mankind lost lost his uh, uh, ear? Yeah, that was in Germany, I believe, with Vader. I mean, I really don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, you have two of them. So, I mean, you know, if one's gone, you know, you still got one ear to hear it with. So, I mean, I think you can you can manage. I mean. Well, uh, Mr. Carnage, uh, Big Van Vader was up near 400 pounds. Uh, how would he have done with in a wrestling match against 500 pound Mr. Big Stuff, your ex partner? How do you think well, Vader would match? Uh, well, I don't know, man. I'll tell you what, it'd be a, it'd be a heck of a fight. I could tell you that right now because Mr. Big Stuff, he was, uh, you know, at 500 pounds, he was a big guy, and, and so you're talking like, uh, you know, two brick walls colliding. I mean, it'd just be unbelievable. There, w- there wouldn't be a whole lot of. Uh, you know, rest holds and, and uh, you know, uh, reversals and things like that. It would just be just plain just beating the crap out of each other. So 
Um, I don't know. I, I think it'd be a pretty good fight. Um, probably maybe Vader with some experience. I would imagine he might go over, but uh, uh, I think it'd be a, be a heck of a knockdown dragout fight for sure. Well, Mr. Carnage, did you ever see Mr. Big Stuff go up to the second turnbuckle and take flight in air in a high aerial maneuver? Yeah, no, he, uh, Mr. Big Stuff just never left the, never left the ring, man. He was, uh, he was just used his power and, uh, I was the one that goes up because I do the, uh, the Undertaker old school walk on the top rope. So I do all the high stuff and then he stays low and just powers the guy. I mean, the most I've ever seen him do is maybe come off the ropes with a splash, but, uh, that's about the only time that he left his feet. Oh, okay. So when you were working with Mr. Big Stuff, you were the high aerial uh, maneuver guy that took flight in the air, much like a Japanese Zero did in World War II with the red circle on their rings and and like a kamikaze pilot. Would that be a fair assessment? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about comparing me to, to, to anything, uh, Japanese or anything like that. Uh, cause I'm a lot taller than those guys. Those guys are real short, but I just, uh, I'm just a power guy as well, but I can also, you know, be a little light on my feet by coming off the ropes and using the ropes to, to my advantage when I need to. So, um, I'm, my, 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 uh, background is kind of like the undertaker, just cut a lot of power, some, some some rope work. I mean, I'm I'm six foot five, two hundred and sixty five pounds. So I don't do a whole lot of you know high flying stuff. But when I do, it looks good, and it 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 makes a, a major impact. That's for sure. Okay, all right. I'm going to uh, put the label on you as big Japanese zero fighter. And do okay. you know that kamikaze means divine wind in Japanese? Divine wind. No, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Well, Mr. Carnage, would Jason Chaos call you Divine Wind if you had a five-mile road trip and you just ate Taco Bell? Would he describe this for you as you uh, Divine Wind? Well, yeah, I don't know about I don't I don't I don't know about that. I think uh, first off, I don't eat I don't eat uh, Mexican food, but if if I did. Um, I'm sure he would be calling me a lot of other things besides that, but uh, ones that we just can't say on the, on this show. Oh, okay. All right, very good. Okay. I am. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, Mr. Chaos, last week we had on a wrestler from Texas who I saw in a video, and he was wrestling in a fire truck hanger, mounted on a wall in this fire truck hanger that was a the, a, attached to a locker room entrance was a mailbox with the flag down. Now, when you have your next match, Lindsay, Lizzie, will you carry a portable mailbox? And when Anarchy Inc. makes their entrance to the ring, will you yourself put the flag on this mailbox and say, Anarchy Inc. always delivers? Uh, come on, man. <laughs> come on. <laughs> what kind of question is that? No, what she's, what she's going to do is she's going to come out. She's going to scream to let everybody know that the bad boys are in town. And then we're just, she's just going to instruct us to go in and destroy people and then leave there with the win. And if they have any titles to take those too. 
So her job is going to be very simple, my friend, very simple. I actually do have a joke. Oh, okay, go ahead. Knock, knock. Um, Who's there? Ice cream soda. Ice cream soda who? Ice cream so that people can hear me. Oh, no. That's something. That was a good that's one. A, oh, all right. Yes, it was very good. Yes. All right. Well, now um, I'm going to put down that Lizzie will not put up the American flag on a constructed mailbox for your next entrance. No, no mailbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only type of wooden boxes that'll be uh, at our next match will be to throw our opponents' bodies in when we're done with them and when we have their gold. Oh, yeah, pretty okay. much. Okay. All right. Well, Lizzie, entrance music, and I realize you're going to scream at the top of your lungs in your next match, uh, entrance, but the entrance music is also very important on this show as a subject. In your next match, will you use Anarchy in the UK by the Sex Pistols as your entrance music? Anarchy in the UK. <laughs> Who is this guy? Who is this guy asking questions, man? <laughs> this guy's killing me. I know. Well, I don't know uh, whether to laugh or to take out my cheese grater on myself. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. Come on, come on, man. You got to give us a better question than that, man. Come on. Yeah. I, I I know you got a name of QT, which I'm sure you're definitely not. But uh, you need to you need to come on, step it up, my man, step it up. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, then I will step it up with this next question um, for Miss Mr. Jason. Jason. Uh, have you ever won a tag team belt with a crisp $5 Lincoln bill engraved in it? Because the most important color in life is green, according to Gene Simmons of Kiff. Have you ever won a well, belt with that? Well, that's actually not true. In my life, the most important color is probably gold. I mean, because that's what I collect, and that's what I beat people up to achieve and to obtain. So, I mean... To me, green really doesn't matter except, I guess, on St. Patrick's Day. But to me, the only colors I want to see at the end of the day are gold around my waist. And I guess you could say a little bit of red on, uh, red on the mat, uh, you know, my phone's blood, you know. It looks pretty good there. So that's really the only colors I want to see when I get done. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, uh, Miss Lizzie, would you say that you bring scary Sherry Martell qualities to Anarchy Inc. No, I am bringing my own thing to Anarchy Inc. that has never been seen before. Oh, okay. Well, what would those qualities that have never been seen before be and stuff? You'll just have to watch and find out. Oh, yeah, she's our she's our secret weapon, man. Nobody nobody knows about her. Nobody has hardly seen her, and so when we come out for the first time, it's going to be shocking uh, when when she comes out with us because she's like no other. And uh, between the screen, the hatchet, and just her personality, 
and her guiding us, it's going to be unstoppable. So it's going to be something ain't nobody seen before. They're going to be seeing old school um, type tag team action. You know, they're not going to see any of this new school stuff. You know, all this sports entertainment crap that that you see out there. They're going to shoot. You're going to see like Ole and Arn Anderson, uh, horseman type stuff. You're going to see two guys led by one uh, hard female going out, beating people up, taking names, taking gold, and just dominating any promotion that they that they're in. Period. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, Lizzie, I mentioned to Jason Chaos, Jason Chaos before. Uh, Gene Simmons of Kiss and the five dollar uh, bill uh, Lincoln engraved in that belt. Now speaking of Gene Simmons, he and Paul Stanley wrote a song called "Burn Bitch Burn," and the second stanza goes like this: "I got nasty habits. It's a fine line. So many girls in so little time." When love rears its head, I want to get on your case. Ooh, baby, want to put my log in your fireplace. My question is, have you ever slipped Mr. Chaos a, a presto log, a miniature presto log, firewood, and use it as a foreign object on an opponent? That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Where, where, where did you guys get this guy from? That's what I want to know. Where, where did you get this guy from? I mean, I love the I love the Gene Simmons references because Kiss is one of my favorite bands. But, but bro, man, your your questions are killing me, dude. Hey, Carnage, I think we need to call the asylum and let the the nice oh my god, their people escaped. Oh, this guy's kill. I'm I've been on podcasts. I've even had my own podcast, and I've never heard any questions like this. This guy is. I mean, I'd say he's unique, which is which is true. But uh, I mean, these are some questions I've never heard of in my life, and uh, completely original. Uh, yeah, yeah I, mean, I, 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 I don't know about the I don't know about the log thing, but uh, I don't know what you, what you're trying to get out with the log thing. But but no, we we haven't had our first match yet, so she's not really done anything. Uh, but she is preparing, and she does have a game plan, and the game plan is simple: that we destroy and win belts. Period. Oh, okay. Well, I, I like the being described as original, but that was a pretty serious question. Miniature pretzel logs. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was That was kind of sexual, if you ask me. I mean, I don't know My about My friends don't think you're that. very funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, in the future, in the back of your mind, you might want to uh, uh, think about using a miniature prestolog as a foreign object, if called for, like in retaliation. But she's, she's already, she already brings an axe to the ring, and I bring a chain, and I don't know what Jason brings, but between the three of us, we already got enough of stuff. We don't, we don't need any logs, man. Yeah, I bring my kendo stick uh, wrapped in barbed wire, so I think we'll be fine with, you know, yeah. our foreign objects. Yeah, oh, man. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, uh, Mr. Carnage, you told Sign Guy earlier about your road trips. Do you see yourself wrestling in Puerto Rico one day? Because weren't you inspired by Carlito, the wrestler who spits in the face of people who aren't cool? Uh, well, no, I was actually inspired by, by the American Dream Dusty Rhodes 
But uh, no, the uh, I, yeah, wrestling in Puerto Rico would be kind of cool. Uh, as far as Colito, now he's um, I, I mean he's a, he's an all right wrestler, but um, you know not, not no nobody I idolize. I idolize real true legends like the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, uh, those guys like that. Guys, the Undertaker, guys that really brought it to the business and made a major impact and and will live forever. Uh, in in fans' minds, that's that's what I want to be. People don't they don't even know who Carlito is. So if you bring up his name, they'll say who is that. So I want to be in the class of of the guys like Ric Flair, Undertaker, and and the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. That that's what I want to be like. Oh, okay. Well, Mister Chaos, would you say that Lizzie brings hurricane-like qualities to your tag team, the Hurricane? <laughs> Really? Kane? Come on, man. Come on, man. This guy is killing me, man. (laughs) Trust me, I understand, Carnage. To me, I don't think Hurricane, I mean, she just completes the, I guess you you could say a uh, chaotic tornado that's going to destroy everything. I mean, I guess that would be the only link I could find to a hurricane, you know? Okay. Okay, so you say Lizzie has more tor- tornadic-like qualities than hurricanes. Tornadic, like a E5 tornado. Yes. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. Uh, I okay. think it's an F, F5 you're talking about, not an E5. E but... <laughs> yeah, and it would just basically be go in, destroy things, and leave. You know, you never know yeah. when we're going to hit. You never know when we're going to show up, but when we do, you know there's going to be bodies on the floor and debris all around you. That's right. Wow, okay, okay, very good, very good. Okay, well, Mr. Carnage, you spoke to Sign Guy earlier about rolling heads in Las Vegas. My question is, were you a big fan of the movie Casino with Joe Pesci? I, I lo- uh, Vegas is like my second home, man. I'm, I'm there at least three to four times a year. I was just there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, anything to do with Las Vegas is is what I'm all about. Uh, I love gambling. I love the women. I love the nightlife. I love uh, committing as many sins as I can whenever I'm there. I had a a seven sin minimum last time I was there, and I completed all seven. So I always try to better myself every time I go. So uh, no matter what I do, whenever I'm in Sin City, carnage is in town, and something's going down. Except the Raiders. I'm sorry. I can't support the Raiders. <laughs> Except for the Raiders, yeah. Nobody likes them. Only, only, bad, only bad thing about, uh, about Vegas. Yeah. They do have a nice oh, stadium, but the team sucks. Exactly. I mean. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Mr. Carnage, if Joe Pesci were to join Anarchy Inc. for a one-time match, would you allow him to say to your opponents, now go get your shine box, would you allow that? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I don't know where you're getting these questions from, bro, but um, yeah, I to answer your question. I understand them. Really? Um, uh, which, yeah. which, one of your, which, one of your, which one of your personalities is understanding them? Because uh, <laughs> I, I'm just kind of struggling with them right now. But uh, if Joe Pesci was there and wanted to be with us in the ring, I'd let him come in and say whatever the heck he wanted to say because he's Joe Pesci. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm going to take that as a yes. Okay. Very good. Sure. So would I. All right. 
Well, Mr. Carnage, you say you bet on all things Las Vegas. Have you ever bet on a horse named Tripod? No, I have not, because you don't ever bet on a three-legged horse, man. You just don't do it, bro. I have a friend that has a three-legged cat that headbutts things, so, I mean, you know, they could be kind of chaotic. No. See, I knew that question would be wrestling-related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, at this time, I'm going to turn it back over to Sign Guy. And, Lizzie, if you can listen to Burn, Bitch, Burn by Kiss, it's, it's worthwhile, sort of. This guy's killing me, man. Okay. <laughs> is he, is he, has he left yet? Has this guy left yet? Bye. Come on, man. Get, get, get the hey, whole get the other guy on here asking some real questions. Yeah, can you give me the other phone so I can call the asylum and get this guy locked up? I'm sorry. Yeah, this, yeah, this, this guy's on. killing me, man. I got an extra straight jacket in our spare bedroom. You know, maybe you need to go get that yeah. and I need to go. Oh, my uh, goodness, him man. I just want to know where he got his name QT from because I'm sure he's ugly as hell. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know where he got that name from. It stands for Quite Terrific. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I guess you do. I thought, well, I thought, it, I thought it, and, no, that's, that's up to you. I, I thought it meant questions are terrible. That's what I thought, but, you know. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hopefully, Lizzie will not go into her matches and try to distract opponents with questions and jokes like QT was uh, asking. But or, or asking Lizzie, for people's logs and stuff. That's true. <laughs> but Lizzie, if you were to see that your guys were perhaps in a bit of trouble in a match, how apt are you to accidentally trip and fall with the axe and have the axe accidentally make contact with an opponent. Oh, right away. I oh, don't yeah. even oh. need to trip and fall. Yeah. Oh. She carries that thing like it's her best friend. <laughs> it's one of my best friends. Yeah, one of them, other than the three in your head, but she makes the axe makes four. Now, Carnage, you've obviously seen this axe up close and personal. In your mm-hmm. own career, how often have you utilized the wrestling maneuver, the double axe handle? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, man. I, that would be a good double team move, and I would probably let Jason come off the top rope or the second rope with that while I hold the jabroni. Uh, but yeah, if, uh, need be, I wouldn't mind using that move or I would even grab, uh, Lizzie's ax itself and use the handle of that on somebody. I, I ain't scared. I, I'd use whatever I got to do, man. You have to and ask by the way, first, thank, yeah. thank, thank you for being back. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Now, now we're going to no. get some real questions. <laughs> Jason Chaos, what about it? Have you considered utilizing the double axe handle as a finishing move in your new tag team. I mean, we could probably modify it a little bit. I don't like to necessarily use moves that everybody's seen. I like to throw my own little Messiah Mayhem, you know, flair on it, so to speak. So 
I mean, we could probably come up with something. We could probably use it during the match, but I don't know about a finish. We have to have come up with something a little bit more high impact than that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to just give him a little bruise. I want to hurt him, break something, so. Yeah. Well, if you were to double axe handle somebody while using Lizzie's axe, that might be pretty impactful. Yeah, I like that move. That, that'd be a good one. That actually would be pretty good. Yeah. I'm not sure of the legality of doing that particular move, though. Well, she could. We, we could have her distract the referee while we do that move. You see what I'm saying? And then we just slide her back the axe, and then we're good to go. If the ref didn't see it, does it really happen? You know? No, it doesn't. Well, it, I mean, it does. It's just that the official may not have seen it to call it. Lizzie, have you been coming up with strategies on distracting officials? Have you been studying the fine art of interference? I think that my scream will be enough. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, should should just put let that scream loose, man, and that's it. It kind of disrupts everything. And please don't ask her to do it tonight because uh, it it would blow any any uh, kind of uh, mic or anything that you got going on. It'll, it'll destroy whatever it is. So try not to to make her do it tonight. Yeah, I just got a new cell phone. I don't need my screen cracked again. You know, last time we talked, yeah. you know, my screen just shattered. So. Yeah, I just got a new phone, man, so I don't need that broken either. Now, Carnage is someone that has been around and has wrestled in a lot of different places for a lot of different companies. You've probably seen quite a few younger talents coming up over the last few years. I know you have an eye for talent. Who do you think are some of the younger guys out there that might be the future stars of this business in the next couple of years? Man, I tell you what, man, that's that is that is probably a tough that is probably one of the toughest questions you've asked tonight because there is just so many great young guys out there that that I run across uh, every show. Every show that I'm on is is you know there's there's always that one young guy you know and. Um, a lot of them, I don't remember their names and stuff, but just I, I just want to say that there are a lot of great, talented men and women out there coming up, um, you know, and the difference is, is that, you know, you, I can tell because, you, you know, coming into this business, in, in order to be successful, you have to have heart. It's not about who you know or what you know. It's got to it's gotta be your heart, man. You got to have your heart in it complete. You have to you have to live it. You have to breathe it, and you know that's the way I've always been. That's how I got into the business, and, and that's how I've been successful for 27 years. Because I've been I've been hungry, I've been focused, and I've I've been humble, and I've just you know just done my thing. You know, and and a lot of these guys are coming up there. They're really like that, and and those are the ones that'll be successful. Trust me, man. Without Without independent wrestling, there is no WWE, there is no AEW, there is nothing uh, without the indies, and that's where all these major stars are coming from. Uh, one of my one of my good friends, uh, Nyla 
uh, is uh, in AEW. I was uh, glad to see her her make it there. She was uh, we've been friends for a long time. Uh, so it's just you know, there's a lot of great talent out there. There's a lot of female wrestlers out there that are fantastic. Um, there's some that should have been in uh, on TV, but they haven't. Uh, Casey Carlisle. Uh, is one of my personal favorite female wrestlers out there. She's been in the business a long time. I've known her since she since she started. She actually started as a valet, um, and she's she's very successful. She should be on on TV. It's uh, just a, a lot out there, man. A lot out there. Just you know, just it's going to take some time. But you know, like I say, without the indies, there's, there's no wrestling. Period. Yeah, I mean, there are a future. I mean, to me. Uh... If you're an up-and-coming wrestler, just go into the locker room and listen. I mean, don't necessarily bring all your ideas, but listen to some of the veterans because they're not trying to do it just to give themselves a a rub, so to speak. They're doing it to try to help the future of the profession. I mean, personally, uh, Samantha Starr is one of my favorite uh, up-and-coming female wrestlers. Uh, Miranda Gordy is really good, a good lineage. I know uh, Niles uh, Plonk is really good, and – Chandler uh, Tompkins is really good. Absolutely. I'm familiar with all of those people. Casey Carlisle is actually the 2021 Turnbuckle Turmoil Hall of Fame inductee, so we're very familiar with her on this program. Now, Carnage, you mentioned during the course of this broadcast that you were influenced a lot by Dusty Rhodes and by The Undertaker. In The Undertaker's debut match way back 30-plus years ago, in the ring with him, among some of the other people in that tag match, was, of course, Dusty Rhodes. How influential was that match seeing Dusty Rhodes and The Undertaker squaring off, being that you've been inspired by both men? Well, I'll tell you, I didn't, uh, I didn't like The Undertaker back then. I kind of started liking him when he was in WCW um, as the, uh, you know, doing the Twin Towers thing and stuff like that, and uh, Mean Mark Chalice, and, and when he was doing that. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, however, I've, I've watched him since, you know, back in the day. My match that I saw with Dusty Rhodes was him against a mass superstar, Madison Square Garden, in a chain, uh, a bull rope match, a leather bull rope match. And that was the match for me after watching that, that made me want to become a professional wrestler. Um, and, and then as, as I've gotten more into my career, I started following the undertaker. Um, and I started picking up some of his moves and things like that. Um, and so he, he started to, he, he kind of, kind of helped change my character a little bit halfway through The Undertaker. Uh, but Dusty was the original one. I was luck- luckily enough to, to meet Dusty in 2005. Uh, I did a show in Virginia. Dusty was on it. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him finally face-to-face and to thank him for inspiring me and wanting to become a wrestler. And um, probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met in the business. Uh, we talked for a while. He gave me a lot of good advice and uh, so, yeah, so I just kind of t- kind of took Dusty's work ethic and put in The Undertaker's uh, ring savvy and leadership, and that's what kind of has made Carnage uh, what he is and, and withstood 27 years in the business. We have 
come towards the end of the program. I want to make sure each of you get a chance to say anything in closing and promote anything you want, social medias, upcoming shows, merchandise, your favorite seafood restaurants, anything you guys want. We will start with the Bad Boy Carnage. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. If you need to find me, I'm on all social media. All you need to do is Google Bad Boy Carnage. Uh, if you want to find me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, I have my own website. Uh, just just look it up, Bad Boy Carnage. You'll find me nice and easy. Uh, or Mark Perez, which is my my uh, my real name. Uh, you can look that up, uh, and you can find me. Uh, I'm in uh, Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, on um, April 10th. I'll be doing a Comic Con up there in the city of Waynesboro. Uh, from uh, 10 to 5, come on out, see me. I'll be doing a big meet and greet. I'll have all kind of merchandise up there. And then in um, May, May 8th, I'll be in Mississippi for uh, ICW, uh, Independent Championship Wrestling. I'll be down there making my second uh, showing down there in, ten, in uh, Mississippi. And then um, after that, on May 15th, I'll be in Baltimore, uh, doing a huge wrestle fest. I mean, we're going to have Mark Henry, Kevin Nash, Demolition, Rock and Roll Express. The the list is is endless of the stars that's going to be on. His Victoria is going to be on it. Uh, me and and my good friend Onyx, who was in the movie uh, The Amazing Spider Man, she was Wow as Bronco Billy. Uh, both of us are going to be at that wrestle fest uh, in Baltimore on May fifteenth. Um, and then on May uh, 30th, uh, over Memorial Day weekend, I'll be in Cleveland, Ohio, with Cleveland Wrestling Alliance. Or no, Re- uh, Cleveland Champion- No, Cleveland Wrestling Alliance. I think is the name of it. CWA. Yeah, uh, I'll be there on over Memorial Day weekend. And uh, so yeah, anybody wants to come out, I, I love the fans. Come out, see me. I appreciate it. I, I love everybody. I appreciate you having us on the show tonight, and uh, have a great weekend, my friend. Thank you very much. And Jason Chaos, where is all yours? Okay, I have some upcoming events, but I'm still in the process of scheduling them because I've had some medical issues I've been dealing with, but I should be cleared uh, soon to wrestle. Like I said, uh, just look for me and Carnage and Lizzie soon. Uh, you can go to... <laughs> All of my social medias, it's either under Jason Chaos or the Messiah Mayhem. Uh, also, we have a bunch of merchandise, too. Uh, I know it's a selfless plug, but I have to. We have, like, Corona masks coming up and T-shirts, other type of stuff that you can wear to the events and show support for uh, the best tag team in the world, uh, Anarchy Inc., and the best manager in Valley in the world, uh, Lizzie Kane. And like I said, we look forward to seeing you guys, and once the – uh, pandemic's over with, uh, please come out and support local wrestling, because like Carnage was saying earlier, local wrestling and indie wrestling is what makes AEW and the WWE exist, because we're basically the feeders, and we're the future of the WWE and the AEW. All right. Lizzie Kane, floor is all yours. If you want to say anything in closing and plug and promote whatever you'd like. Um, I don't really have anything to say except that if you want to find me, you can look me up on Facebook at Lizzie Kane. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y, am I correct? L-I-Z-Z-Y. 
All right. Well, Anarchy Inc., we want to thank you very, very much today for taking the time to be with us. We appreciate it. We look forward to following you as you get started as a tandem when everything opens up for pro wrestling. Fans, go buy a ticket watch Anarchy Inc. if they're going to be at a show near you. And we will be back with you Sunday afternoon with Siren out of Women of Wrestling. And then one week from today, we'll be back with you again with um, Chad French. So make sure you are with us next week to talk about Paulcade. Stay safe out there. Happy Good Friday, and we'll talk to you soon. Just be fine.